What's up, y'all? This is Felix, age 31. I almost forgot how fucking old I am. I was like, you're almost there, man. Uh, Quarantined. Still Still. practicing that social distancing. Uh, And still trying to find more things to do and projects to just keep my mind occupied before I go crazy. Stir crazy. What have you found so far? Puzzles. D and D, and video games. But video games has always been there. Yeah, that's a pretty good spread, I'd say. Yeah, but it's not enough. I just want to go outside, especially because <laughs> the weather's getting nicer. You know what I mean? Like it's we we keep the windows open, and it's just like it's so nice. Like I just want to stick my head out the window. <laughs> I'm so jealous of people with backyards and and like balconies who can just get the fresh air from the safety of their own quarantine zone, you know? Well, you could put your head out the window, right? <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> you should definitely do that. Yeah, just uh, put like less than half my body out. I mean, to it's... all the nice weather. It's something because, you know, you stick your head out, you look up, you look down left and right, and it's almost like you're outside. Almost. Yeah. You know. Except that, like, we let, like, bugs into the apartment because we don't have a screen. Maybe they need a place to stay. That is true. What's up, everyone? Jim, still 30 until uh, the 25th, so we got 10 days. Yeah, I knew that. I joined the ranks. Really? Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know when we had this. We actually discussed this on a, on a on one of our episodes about how you know like all our friends' birthdays, and how I don't know a single one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as far as hobbies, though, this is something that actually I'm gonna let you know live for for the first time. This is breaking news for Felix. So as some of you who are listening probably know, and Felix, as you definitely know, I'm a big fan of Dan Sands Revolution. And because nothing's open, I've been thinking about how I can practice. And of course, I could go out for a run if I stay covered up and everything because we're allowed to go outside and exercise. But it's not quite the same thing. So I realized that I have to go out the back of my apartment building to bring my trash out. Right. So Mm -hmm. I walk past, it's not quite a balcony, but it's an outside part that has a railing that is firmly in the wall. It's not like if I lean on it, I'm just going to fall backwards to my death. At least I hope not because I haven't actually done it yet. But it's about the right height. It's maybe about three feet from the ground, which is the height of the bar on a machine. So the next time I have to go out, I absolutely have to go out for groceries or something. I'm going to try to find some chalk because it's just pavement on this balcony. Mm-hmm. So I know the dimensions of the arrows there, 11 by 11 inches. So I'm going to draw the arrows on my balcony and bring my computer and go outside and I can like listen to songs and watch the do the step chart. charts and yeah. just do that. Why don't you just get, you know, the 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 ones that we got, like, at least in America, the rug ones, you know, the really cheap uh, floor mat ones, the, the controller. Yeah. The, for the, was for, I think, was it for PS1 also? PS1 and PS2? The first ones came out for PS1. Yeah. Why don't you just get that and then just get a USB one and then just plug it into your laptop and actually play? 
and just play like and that. emulate it. So I'm not going to bore the listeners with why I don't want to do that, but I, I think the most obvious reason for me is just living in an apartment, you know? Oh, I um, meant bringing it outside to that spot <laughs> and oh, bring your laptop. I could do that, but th- there's a, you know, this is pretty much free minus the cost of chalk. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Times are tough, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that is very true. Yeah. But, uh, all right, let's get into it, shall we? You want to do it? Yeah, I'm excited for this one. <laughs> let's go. Inside Japan's hottest reality show. So come on in, take off those shoes, and let's get started. Ooh, all right. Episode two of BG. But episode 40 for us. Episode 40 for us, two for the season. I don't think that makes a really, like, nobody really celebrates their 40th episode, but I feel like that's a milestone for us. Those numbers that end in zero kind of hit a different way. Yeah, no, they definitely do. It's good stuff, man. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this was a terrific episode, and I just got to say, it's only been two, but I'm really, really feeling good about this. Going to down to one episode again, I know we only did that for a little bit. It, had, it just allows me to absorb like so much more of the episode and like catch more details and also being able to give a live first reaction for the like for uh, each episode it has been uh super fun it has been and i was thinking about how in the past i mean we did pretty much nothing but rewatches right i think the only exception was possibly when we did our aloha state blowout spectacular and when Joe co-hosted with us, that that was the first time that he had watched it. So stuff was pretty new for him. And I felt kind of jealous because I thought, man, mm-hmm. if I could recapture that feeling. But like you said, it's so cool to have that. And now we can because that's what we're doing right now. It's a very unique thing that obviously can only happen once. But with a show like this, it's it's I, I think it's even more special. I was looking forward to seeing how wrong we are with our predictions yeah <laughs> me too and i know i'm gonna be wrong <laughs> yeah. a great many things there are so many episodes here <laughs> so all right so this episode starts out and shota is on the computer and he calls sena and makun over and he's reading an article about rie who if you recall is the member of akb48 and the article is talking about how she is an idol but she might find love because she's now in a situation where she's living with girls and boys. And as we know from boys and girls in the city, right from Rico, that it's really looked down upon for idols to start dating anyone really. Mm -hmm. It's still sad. You know, we talked about it. Don't want to get into it a whole lot because we've already covered it, but it's sad. But I think one of the big differences here between Rie and Rico is that, Rie is part of such a big group. I mean, 
AKB48 is gigantic and Rico was kind of on her own. She was doing like some self-promotion type stuff, but I wonder how much of an impact this would really have. I, I mean, this, this could be a massive scandal if she were to start dating someone. In, in idol culture terms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't, Hey, I don't give a shit. And I'm sure that many people who were watching this for the first time probably don't care, but I don't know. I mean, what do you think the overlap is between fans of idols and people who watch Terrace house? Probably not much, right? Yeah. Only because I don't know the target demographic for Terrace house in Japan or even here, really. I mean, we just like it. That's a really good point. Yeah, I don't know. I was about to say, like, oh, definitely not Japan. But here, nope, same. Like, I don't know. Uh, I, I could imagine, though, if the reason why I'm trying to restrain myself is because I don't want to go too much into the commentary on idol culture again in Japan. But I can imagine if people go that hard into it, then they must, if they hear that like one of the members of their favorite group is on a show, like, wouldn't you watch it? Yeah, I'm sure for the producers, I mean, they definitely knew what they were doing here when they chose her, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is their way of actually implementing drama or inciting drama indirectly. Already we feel some tension, I feel, with uh, Santa and uh, Tetsuya or Tetchan, I guess I'm not, I haven't solidified my choice of what I wanted to call him yet. <laughs> was that when they got back from cooking or is this something else? No, no, no. This is right here. Like when, when they're reading the comments of the article, Santa and, uh, Tetsuya, they, they were both at the, the dining room table. Santa was, had headphones on and, uh, um, she was drinking wine like she like as soon as like they started talking about Rie, like and like how much all these people love her they the camera kept panning back to her like putting on the headphones and like just pouring some more wine and drinking it and then it was also panning over to tetsuya who just had the most annoyed look on his face yeah i didn't catch that so they talk about this, and then the next day we see Shota and Rie go out. They start their days pretty early. And so far, they seem to be the busiest of the six. And it kind of got me thinking, like, I wonder if maybe they're going to start something because they have similar schedules. So it's not the case where one of them is going to be home a lot and maybe not have time to to connect on a deeper level with someone else or get upset if the other person is out all the time. You know, maybe they're kind of at a similar place as far as their careers and, and what they want to do. Rewinding a little bit with their choice uh, of like choosing Rie. Like, do you think they actually like had the foresight of that? You mean as far as an idea of who she could end up with or the fact that she's so busy in general? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's the thing where it comes with the territory, right? Like the producers probably didn't think, hey, you're part of this widely successful idol group. So uh, we're going to expect you to stay at home and not go out and do your job and talk about it. Like, I'm sure that they knew that she was going to be pretty busy more often than not. 
this goes back into i guess a bigger part, like discussion of how much hand that they have in the, like the, the everyday life and what we see so we see them to go out and do their thing and the other four go shopping i gotta tell you man i'm always a big fan of these shopping scenes especially when sugar ray is playing <laughs> in the background so they go cooking. I mean, no, not cooking. They do cook. They go shopping when they come <laughs> they back. <do> cook. <laughs> they go cooking. Let's go cooking tonight. So they come back and they start to cook. So they are unpacking all their groceries, putting stuff away. So Sana washes her hands, dries them, is not starting to do anything, but asks Tachan to get her some wine. This is the Sana that we know already from opening mm-hmm. doors and we see a lot of similarities here and it's only episode two, you know, just not afraid to speak her mind, ask someone to go pour her some wine when she's perfectly <laughs> capable of doing it herself. I thought that was great. That is why we love Santa. Like she, it's just so refreshing and it's so nice to see that she hasn't changed that much at least, but she, in my eyes, it doesn't seem like she, she's changed at all between the, the two. And I just, I love that about her. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. So later on, they cook and it's delicious. Everyone says so, as they often do. So (laughs) Chokha says, you know what? I'm bored. I demand a story right now. So he demands that someone spin him a tale. (laughs) And he asks Techan first, right? And he's like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't, you know. So then Momo goes, oh, hey, uh. I got some news for you. And she says that she's getting plastic surgery, which honestly I didn't expect. I mean, I'm not too blown away by it because it didn't even enter into like my into the realm of possibility for me. Did you not notice her not stopping the face massage thing? <laughs> she just kept having. I mean, as she's telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. She just kept doing it. I'm like, you're having a conversation with people. Why are you still doing that? And like the, the mic was picking up the sound of like the cheap plastic. And I was just like, what? And she, and oh God. Yeah. So she was explaining about how she was getting it next month. But did you think that it was kind of weird that uh, Shota first suggested like, yeah, tell us uh, like a perverted story? Yeah. I don't know if it's because he's my favorite or my second favorite Santa's number one, but I'm a big fan of Shota, but I don't know if it was just a joke or if he, you know, he's kind of letting, you know, his freak flag fly right now. (laughs) It's a bit too early to tell. So I don't want to jump to any hasty conclusions, but I don't know, man. I mean, it didn't really skeeve me out a whole lot. It was weird, but I wasn't like, oh, gross. I just thought it was weird. You know what it was? It was probably just like a slight hint towards it. And then the face massaging and the plastic. Maybe that was just, <laughs> maybe that's why I was skeeved out about it. <laughs> just a combination of the three uh, rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, no pun intended. The whole thing just makes me want to hit fast forward. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So she talks about that a little bit. And um, yes, yeah, she, she, she wanted to get like a little bit on her nose, but then she also had already uh, the, the double eyelid surgery, which I believe it's, uh blepharoplasty is the like the medical term or the surgical term for it where where cuz in Asians it's common that um one or both eyelids like won't doesn't have like a fold 
like okay. a, uh yeah so i actually have like i don't know if you noticed but i have like my the eyelids the folds on my eye both of my eyes are different and i looked into this before because it, it bothered me when i was growing up but i just thought it was interesting and like a lot of uh people are self-conscious about it that's always kind of like whenever i just hear about plastic surgery in general i just kind of think you know people look different i mean i say this is uh, look i don't know the half of it so i'm certainly not qualified to talk about it but i always just kind of think like yeah people are different like you just take any five people and they just look so different and i just think like we should i don't know man <laughs> I mean, is that too much like i don't think so celebrate our differences you know <laughs> yeah 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 oh man no i'm with you no i i, I do but it's it's i guess coming for me that it's just I, man with how can i like just sum this up like my entire like in childhood insecurity teenage insecurities into like 10 seconds just having something i, I guess uneven like one eye isn't and one it like like both eyes or eyelids are different and you see that every morning i don't know it's sometimes i didn't get used to it it just kind of like bothered me more and more Hey, look at Forrest Whitaker, man. He's doing pretty well. That's, yeah. I mean, some people, and then, then it goes into another discussion. Some people handle it better than others. Exactly. So. Well, I think you look great. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Appreciate it. In this time, we have to be positive. <laughs> we do. We have to be as positive as possible. Because, you know, I can't go to the hospital right now to get some <laughs> blepharoplasty done. So. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that even if we weren't in the middle of a terrible pandemic, but especially now, man, I'm here for you. In the after times. Exactly. All right. So the next day, so Tetshan is talking to Sena and it's just like, hey, what's going on today? And they're both getting ready to do different things. So start with Tetshan. So he has an interview with Kamakura. Favorite dude. My favorite dude. Like, yeah. You called him the Japanese Richard Branson. I mean, Richard Branson is just like such a cool looking old guy, you know, like Richard Branson, Morgan Freeman, and this guy. Kojima, <laughs> right? Kojima, yeah, Kojima. He, he's oh, just so cool, you know? So the, the interview went pretty well. It seemed like he already had the job. Kojima was just like, all right, you know, you're going to have to greet the customers. Is that cool? Why did you want to work here? And I was kind of nervous when he asked that question, because we've seen before in oh, yeah. people aren't great during job interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But it seemed like it worked out. I was also nervous because of just how he is. We we discussed like he can be awkward a little bit or just not talkative at some some points. But he he handled the interview, you know, probably one of the best that we've seen in this show. Yeah, I'm real happy for him, but it makes me wonder, I mean, if he hears back about the results of his firefighter exam, is he going to quit or is there something he's not telling us maybe or what's what's going on here? Maybe work for work do gardening full time? <laughs> maybe. His answer his answer on why he chose that place was really good. He just says he wants to build strength. Like and this is this job probably is best suited for that um for firefighting 
All right, so Tetchan had that interview. So Sana was getting ready to go for an interview of her own for Glamorous Magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just a. That's that's the name of it, Glamorous. It's not just a magazine that happens to be Glamorous. Although I'm sure it is. Uh, so she's walking to the interview, and they're playing one of the best Janet Jackson. Yes, yes. Of yes all the, time. Oh my god! All for you, and all oh. for you. Yeah, I was. It was perfect, and the Japanese having the thousand time better music and like the, rather than like the, I don't know, like smaller bands, uh, music, like it's just, it enhances the show. Like I didn't even notice until like just hearing, like when I heard this song and like the montage of her, um, getting her makeup done and her hair did and all that stuff. Like it just made me smile. And like, I was kind of like, dancing a little bit while watching it i'm like i was like really enjoying it and i just got even more into the show well i think it makes you get more invested in it because it's something that you can relate to i think it in that very basic way it's like i know this song and i like this song so you just you can't help but i'm sorry care like? a little more what like <laughs> okay absolutely obsessed with uh, oh no yeah sure <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, so the music was a great choice and it, it really seemed to set the stage for a successful interview. However, mm-hmm. uh, didn't, didn't go so hot. Did it like the first question was okay. And then quickly took a downturn. You know, I took a couple notes here and I think at the very least it's, it's a good learning experience. And that's just like with anything, you know, you have this dream, you want to do something and you're not probably, you're, you're probably, there are some people I think who do strike gold, you know, the first time they go for it, but you're probably not going to. And that's true of things you don't even really give a shit about. But I think especially for something that you really strive towards and you try to do, you have this goal, this dream, something that you want to accomplish, you're going to screw up probably a lot. It's not that she really screwed up. I'm, well, I, I guess there, some of it could be on her. But the questions that they were asking kind of poked some pretty big holes in, in her like platform of being in the magazine. Like they asked, like, have you ever been in a magazine before? She said, no. And have you ever done a runway or any shows? And she said, no. And her experience was like not she didn't have that much experience and they kind of just they were it seemed like they were trying to help her like just asking like well do you have any experience she, she just didn't so i it would be on her a little bit i i don't know how she could have like spun it around like oh you know this is this will be my first chance to do this and 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 uh some or something like that it was very heartbreaking from the get <laughs> it was just kind of hard to watch for me but you're right. It is a learning experience. When I watched it, I looked at it sort of in two stages because I'm with you 100 percent on the on that first set of questions, right? Where she's like, "Oh, I haven't done any prints of her. I've been in." Or she she says she has been in ads that have been featured in magazines, but she hasn't been a print model per se. And so, yeah, so I agree. It would have been hard, I think, to try to spin that and say, but I'm really eager to do it because I think if you do too much of that, it probably sounds a bit generic, right? Or maybe not as personal. My sneaking suspicion is that job interviewers 
sometimes just see right through those sort of canned answers, right? Like my biggest weakness is that I care too much, <laughs> right? Like that's what a dumb stuff. It's like, yeah, sure, buddy, whatever. So for me, I didn't even feel as bad watching that because like you said, it would have been hard to spin. And I think she was being honest, which is usually, I think, the way to go with the job interview because they will snuff out your bullshit. What really made me feel bad was the second part where I don't know if they were looking at it as kind of giving her what they perceived to be like these softball questions, like what is your best attribute as a model? I don't know if they were like, here, you here's an easy one. You probably know this. Or if they were really like, then what are you doing here? You know, it was, it was, it was kind of hard for me to suss out the intent of those questions. If there even was one, it might've just been a question that they were planning on asking the whole time. And I'm trying to assign some deeper meaning to it. But that's what really got me because it totally caught her off guard. And that's where my heart broke for her right there. I mean, she couldn't get two words out. And I, ugh. That's really interesting, like looking at it both ways, because I thought it was the latter. You put it really well with it's I it's just I'm like, well, why are you here? I thought it was like that. But hearing you say also, is it, well, you know, a softball question. It could also be that. It, yeah, I, I'm not too sure how I feel about it. I, I mean, I would have to like watch it over again with uh, the knowledge of, or I guess those like two point of views. Because I took it as, uh, then why are you here? And yeah, you're right. <laughs> it, it that that one hurt pretty bad. But honestly, man, it could have been both. It could have started out as like, okay, just talk about yourself as far as modeling goes. And then I think when they saw her kind of struggle, I could tell they really wrapped it up quickly and they were like, okay, I think we're done here. Thank you. No matter what it was, it was pretty rough to watch, but I can hope she can, you know, take this and spin it as a positive. Okay. So after she gets back, dude, this scene coming up with Techon and Rie, I was crying laughing. This was the funniest thing I've seen from Terrace House in a long time. So he goes into the living room. Rie is passed out on the couch. She is she's totally out cold. He walks in, he looks at her, sees that she is indeed asleep, and just sits right next to her, which is okay. It, you know, not not too strange. But then when she wakes up. He almost seems surprised, like, oh, oh, um, <laughs> oh, uh, fancy skincare. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. <laughs> this, this just goes back to like, I can't put my thumb on his personality. Like, at first, I was just like, oh, he's really shy. Then it's like, okay, he's kind of awkward. I don't know if that's due to his inexperiences. Then he just, then he just says shit. <laughs> Uh, and then he does like stuff like this. So it's, it's kind of hard to pin him down in my head, at least. Do you have an opinion on him at this point? No, I do not. (laughs) I can, I can confidently say I don't. Do you? I like him. It's hard because I find that, especially with this show, I don't know if there's been one person that, that has come in and just right off the bat, I'm like, oh, this is not good. And I consider, you know, the second episode to still kind of be right off the bat. He certainly could be very awkward, as you said. You know, that, that that's that's absolutely a possibility. Um, I get the sense that he's trying to be kind of smooth, but 
he's just not, you know, he thinks, okay, well, I got to do this. I have to make it seem like, oh, it was kind of like a meet cute sort of thing. He's like, oh, I was just in the living room and you happened to be asleep. And even like at the end of episode one, where he was like, oh, yeah, let's say you happen to get feelings for someone. How would you react? Like, I think he has this idea of maybe like what a, a desirable guy is. And maybe he's not being himself or maybe this is just him. And, you know, we're just not really aware of his true self yet because, you know, we're still trying to get a feel for everyone here. Yeah, that's I think that's the point that you need to emphasize or like that I would like to emphasize is that we don't know his his true self yet. Or this could be his true self. That's the crazy thing about uh, doing it an episode at a time is because, you know, I'll have to wait until next episode and like just more until the next couple episodes that actually form a an opinion on him. But right now I'm up in the air with him because during the interview with Kojima, like I, I really, I liked him. Like I said, I liked his responses and stuff, but his initial interactions with like Rie and, and the rest of the house, I was like, kind of, kind of creepy. Not really, but I don't know. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet, but the sick little boy in me hopes that this is how we actually move <laughs> so I can keep seeing this, so I can just eat it up with a spoon for dessert. It's delicious. <laughs> so good. So, look, in spite of him being awkward or maybe trying to put up a front, they have a pretty good talk about, like, trying new things and eating different foods and stuff. I enjoyed mm-hmm. seeing them talk, to be honest. After that initial, like, weird feeling for me, it just got into, like, a pretty genuine conversation after that, which I can always appreciate. I want to also um, bring up something, because this happened uh, a couple times during their conversation, uh, Tachan and Narie. Did you notice, like, in this season, in the first season, that a lot of, like, title cards come up or, like, little like tidbits come up like it's either dialogue that they're saying and it just comes up on the screen in like the terrace house font yeah what do you think about that i think it's trying to create a sense of intrigue and mystery i forget if it was this scene exactly but there was one scene where it was something like and it wasn't translated and i tried my best to try to read it and it was like something to, to the effect of like, are they friends? Are they lovers? And I'm not sure maybe if that's the exact one that you're talking about. It takes me out of the show. Okay. Uh, it, it does like, it's fine during like the intro or recap, but when, when it happens smack dab in the middle of something that's happening in the show, I just, I, I it kind of threw me off. It, it seemed like it was trying to be like a YouTube artsy video where, or like a, like a short film kind of. And that's what bothered me. So say you saying that it's adding some kind of mystery to it. Just, it, I can see that. And, and maybe it does like next time it won't take me out so much, but it did bother me a little bit. What's interesting though, is that we don't see it in boys and girls in the city. Yeah, that's why I brought it up is because I'm like, oh, this is pretty, it's already unique. Yeah. 
So I wonder if we're going to see this throughout this entire season or if, you know, there's going to be a point where they're like, you know what, this isn't really working. We heard this guy Felix really doesn't like it. (laughs) We traveled to the future and uh, what we spent with our time, with our our, uh, time traveling juice, uh, we listened to like all the podcasts. Uh, (laughs) So after this discussion, we see Sena talking to Shota and Momo. She's just kind of talking about it, but she's saying like, hey, it really, it didn't go well. Reiko Shota asked her how it went and she was like, it didn't go well. And it made me really question myself. It made me think that like, I don't really know myself and it's a great opportunity for some housemate bonding. So Shota responds by saying, hey, you know, sometimes I feel like I have a hard time expressing myself. He's like, I make this art. And if I have an idea or a message that I'm trying to convey, it's frustrating if I feel like I can't express that. Originally hearing him start to formulate that like response, because Santa like asked like, well, have you ever had a similar experience? I was just like, oh, he. I was just expecting like, oh, he's probably going to give a generic response or I wasn't expecting for him to give that good of a response. Like it, but it just that hit me pretty hard. Meaning, and like in a good way. I, I really enjoyed that. It's the two best people, man. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about him just yet. After this discussion, the boys go out to boys the, night. Boys night out. I miss it. I'm I'm just going out and doing stuff. Uh, <laughs> so they go out, and Makun right away he talks to Tetshan. He's like, "So, what's your type of woman?" But he really doesn't care about that in general because he he pretty much cuts himself off saying, you know what, screw that. Who of the three do you like? And that's that's the real question that he wants to ask. I think he was trying to like sort of ease into it by asking about his general type. So Tetshan, he's he's like, well, I don't know. How about you? You know, he turns it right back. So Makun, I also think he was waiting for someone to ask him because he, I mean, he, he, he has it all broken down, right? He's like, well, for face, clearly, Sena and Rie for discussion. And I kind of thought, like, a charitable interpretation of that is like, okay, like, you're getting to know the different women in the house, and that's good because you don't know. But it kind of felt like that thing where it's like, oh, if you could take the face from this person and the person, like, it kind of felt like he was trying to, like, build who he thought was, like, uh, his perfect woman, of the three maybe i'm being too hard on them but so this is like the stuff that i don't like when when the, when they have like the boys night and they they do this and they they talk about the women like that yeah and inverse i don't like it when it happens uh from uh from the other side but it's i don't know i just i get creepy vibes from it so yeah i'll just stop there before i like go too hard in it I kind of go back and forth because sometimes I think about the nature of the show. So it's six people living together, no script at all, home, car, blah, 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 right? Which is great. But then there's the obvious angle of romance. And that's something I know I want to see, you know, that I think, you know, the producers do hope happens. And so when I think about that, I kind of say, well, this is how it starts, maybe. And you might talk about it with people that you're trying to bond with. And if you can say, I'm interested in this person, I'm interested in that person. I think if it's done in the right way, it can be good. 
So that's my argument for, but my argument against is that at times it almost feels like they're trying to divvy up the people in the house. Like, well, I like this guy, so I'm going to go for him. Oh, and you don't really like him, right? Because we've seen before in other seasons when two people are into the same person and it's usually not too awkward, but I cannot but feel like it's, it's kind of like trying to call dibs on a person. And that's a balancing act because you have to be considerate of other people. But when it comes to romance, it's like things are going to happen. And sometimes people don't end up with the people that they want to be with or the people that they're interested in that they think they should be with. So it's kind of tough. So I don't mind talking about it, but sometimes it's not done in the best way. I agree with that. You're, I think the, the whole calling dibs thing, we've seen this multiple times throughout the different seasons. And that's that that it reaches the levels of like creepiness that I'm uncomfortable with. And when it's late at night and they're drinking, it 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 makes it I think more in that camp. It just gives off like the creepy bro vibes. If you catch my drift, yeah, yeah. And especially when they were doing the Truman Show shit with you know just saying like all oh, the face in the body that like it's oh god like i can i i think you should just leave it i'm attracted to that person just say that yeah so they get back and it's pretty late but everyone goes into the playroom so this was really surprising to me they were able to watch the first episode already this is, only, this is only the second episode and the first one is already available and they're watching it and we see their phones are blowing up and their social media accounts are blowing up and they're buzzing with comments. So in the later seasons, there's maybe a three or four week gap in between the episodes that are being filmed and the episodes that are finished and are released. But this yeah. one, there's there's no gap. And this is weird. Like, I, I couldn't even wrap my head around this. I'm like, what does this mean? It's like one of the great life questions, you know? Like, I wonder how much... We're, well, you know, because like you think about how it's going to potentially affect the way that they interact with each other. Because now there are going to be no secrets. When you have a three-week gap or a four-week gap, there's room for people to shit talk. But now everything is instant. So this kind of adds a, a new dimension to it, the likes of which we haven't seen yet. That is true. And I, I thought it was weird also because I guess our the general rule of thumb is like a week, right? Like each episode is about a week um, summed up. So it having that small gap can cause a lot of problems because you recall the other seasons where the previous episodes, when they watch it in the house having it so far back have only really affected I can I can only think of like one or two instances that it really caused something to happen in that current week probably because like you said because it was so far ahead and there's like you know the time to just I guess like strategically plan your actions throughout the weeks um to to respond to whatever comes to light in the show but having it cuz you can only imagine like of course you want to see yourself on TV, right? And that seems like a group activity for the house to like watch everybody. But to do that every week, that's crazy. Yeah. 
And I wonder just how much we're going to see this happen. I mean, maybe this was a one-time only thing, and maybe it's going to happen very sparingly in the future. Like, it's it's hard for me to believe that this is going to be how every future episode will end. But I think maybe for the, for the for the producers, it's a way for them to say, hey, this is cool. Like, we want to get these unfiltered reactions about these average people being in a situation like this, you know? I didn't mind it, but yeah, it's just, I wonder how this is going to affect things. Could be interesting for, for us, the viewer. I can't wait, man. Yeah, me too. Okay, that I think that about does it. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I, that is everything for me. Okay. Okay, all right, that brings us to uh, housework. Thank you all for listening. It's really awesome to be back. Just wanted to quickly note, I wanted to say this at the top of the episode, but I forgot because I am a bad podcast host. Mm. Just, just wanted to say, hope everybody's staying safe. Um, I hope that we can bring some joy into your life in these trying times. But I just wanted to say that we love y'all and love the continued support. Um, and we've actually been getting some comments even on our social media so which is not always always nice to hear from y'all so if you could please follow us at taurus house pod on uh, twitter we're also on facebook but i haven't been using that so just uh, stick to the twitter for now and uh you can find our simplecast website at uh welcome to taurushouse.com please share the show uh again thank you for your continued support and Hopefully we can get into a groove with this season because, I mean, it's been pretty, pretty easy for us and it's been hella fun. So a lot of fun. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to keep it going. That was well said, man. That was really beautiful. Thanks, man. I try. (laughs) So with that, Jim, you want to close us out? All right, folks, you just listened to episode 40, the big 4-0 of Tourist House, where we covered episode two of Terrace House, Boys and Girls Next Door. Please join us next time where we will cover episode three of Boys and Girls Next Door. It'll be our 41st episode. So as always, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, this is Jim. This is Felix. Take care, everyone. Peace.